Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Small Talk Big Ideas, the show where we get into the minds of the greatest, coolest, hippiest, trendiest businesses and entrepreneurs in Malaysia. My name is nice. Raj. I'm from Blank Slate, a digital marketing and creative consulting agency. As usual, we have our cast on the show, Mr. Ho Ming Yu, What's director good? of Blank Slate. What up, what up, man? What's good, what's and good? Today, we have a very special guest on the show. The one and only Shomain Wong, founder and managing director of Tish Events and Cult Creative. What's up, Shomain? What's up, guys? Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh my goodness. Yeah, How have oh. you bitch been? I mean, like these past hundred days or so have not been kind to anybody. Um, I would like to think that in some manner, we are blessed. We are, you know in a position of certain privilege. But, uh, but it realistically, it, I think it affects us all very differently. How has it been for you uh, as an individual? You know, finally, guys, I actually just gave birth to my second child three months ago. So as soon as he popped out, it was really MCO. And uh, yeah, so it's been a crazy-ass time. Sorry, I'm second sorry, child? Ass. Yeah, second child. Oh my goodness, congrats. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> wow, you, three you. months ago. So literally just before, like you said, literally just before MCO. Just before MCO. Um, and then when I had one week to recover and I mm. came back and I really had to put my business hat on. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm in events, right? Uh, yes, yes. So we were naturally affected by the whole pandemic. Uh, jobs were cancelled since February. So the first thing that we did uh, when we came home is I told my finance manager, okay, tomorrow you got to call the suppliers. Make sure we beg them for the longest credit terms. And then I had to call the clients, you know, make sure that they pay on time. Mm. You know, the according invoice dates. And you know, sometimes if you don't chase up, then they don't pay on time. So That's right. Oh, yeah. one of my favorite topics actually. Right. <laughs> Chasing for payment. Yeah. So glamorous. Um, oh but yeah, so there was a the immediate strategy we had to do and then uh, next thing you know my team was still fumbling around like you know what, what to do you know boss in maternity leave should we what should we do man so I really had to just um, take a step back uh, be a boss be a business leader and just think about uh, my, my team ensuring that they'll be okay you know I've already um, need to plan with my finance you know make sure that we are able to sustain ourselves for the next three to six months which uh, luckily we could because of all this pending payment from clients. So in a way, it was lucky lah. Oh my goodness, um, that's like the definition of like legit superwoman mom. Like, you know, pop yeah. one out. Yep, I'm back. I gotta manage a crisis on a global level. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Let me feed my baby while I make sure I feed like all my people, you know. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very lucky, you know. Like, funnily, like you said, MCO happened and my husband was stuck at home. My mom came over, you know, I had... Mm-hmm the help that we need okay. so okay. It, it worked out well <laughs> alright okay before we jump into I guess the darker parts of handling life and business in the epidemic right especially for a business uh, in, in an industry of events I think that's such a I think it's some, this is definitely a session that people want to tune in into because uh, the previous sessions that we've had you know, for F&Bs and stuff right but events is probably the one that really like everything had to stop immediately yep. um, so before we jump into that let's get to know uh, Shamin a little bit more so we've got a couple of questions for you um, I think this one's going to be quite fun just like some brain teasers Raj you want to take the first one? 
Yeah, sure. Okay, Shamin, uh, it's not exactly brain teasers. We just want to to sort of like get to know what you've been up to. Mm. Uh, the first question, funnily enough, is what was the one most interesting thing that you learned during the MCO? Uh, but then, you know, we just found out that you just had your second child. So I feel like that's the highlight <laughs> of itself already. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what, what could trump that, right? <laughs> <laughs> But like, aside from being a mom, I mean, you're a full-time mom anyway. So uh, what what has been a joy or discovery or a skill that you maybe have had time? I probably don't really have time. But what is something that if you had to answer, what would it, what would it be this past? You know, guys, I, was, uh, I started learning how to, how to build an app without coding. <laughs> I actually wanted to share with you guys about that. I started to learn how to build an <laughs> app without coding knowledge. Wow, so it's so basically like a, like a what you see is what you get kind of editor. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was just like, shit lah, we cannot survive with, that, with events, you know. I need to learn how to like <laughs> go into technology. So I started to join this whole course on how to build an app without coding knowledge. And you can apparently. Apparently you can use like spreadsheets and, and it somehow like transfers into this app building thing. So... That's what so, I've been wow. learning. What, so that's something interesting built? I've been doing. I'll tell you later. It's about cloud okay. creative. Oh, okay. Yes, we're going to jump into that a bit. Um, what was your childhood ambition? Uh, and do you think that in some way or form, you have achieved that ambition? Oh, dude. No, very far from it, man. I mean, when we were, when we were kids, it was always that generic answer that I want to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chinese, Asian, Asian mom parenting. <laughs> And, you know, I graduated uh, in PR. So I've been in PR. Uh, I started my career in PR. And then I, I left PR. I joined Harper's Bazaar. I was a sales mm. manager in Harper's Bazaar for three and a half years. And then I decided, you know what? I'm, I don't work for people anymore. Lah. So I started Tish. But the first Tish was actually, um, we sold organic candles. Like, it was just a simple idea. Like, you know, I don't do anything complicated. I'm so sick of selling. I'm so sick of the PR media world. I just want to sell candles, organic Malaysian candles. One thing led to another, um, people started ordering for door gifts and then they were like, hey, your Instagram page really nice, uh, you, you style, is it? Uh, yeah, I style, okay. Uh, come on, style for my dinner party. Dinner party led to weddings. Weddings led to events. And then next thing you know, Tish events started. Lah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And I, yeah, and I've been really lucky, you know, because uh, all my clients from Harper's Bazaar came over to Tish. Yeah, so yeah. I think my strength has always been recognizing uh, women's lifestyle brands, you know, what they like, you know, that whole consumer journey, you know, making sure that it's emotional, experiential, like that. Yeah, I think maybe like we'll just jump straight into Tish events. I mean, you 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 oh. already very briefly highlighted what you guys do, but if you're gonna have uh, just yeah, a bit more, tell us what Tish events. Uh, what do you guys do? Do you guys do like you know, zoo events as well? Like you know, what do you guys do? <laughs> <laughs> I think in a nutshell, we create experiences. Uh, it started in 2016. Uh, we call ourselves the event design production and management agency. Uh, and we specialize in fashion, beauty, lifestyle, luxury brands, especially women's brands. Yeah. Uh, I think if you see our work, we've done things for, um, lately, we've been very lucky. We started doing things for Disney, uh, Google, <gasps> uh, Nestle, you know, uh, P&G. Previously, it was a lot of Longchamp, uh, Zalora, um, Suhua Su, Sephora, you know. Wow. So we've been very lucky to have worked with a lot of 
international clients. It's amazing. So, yeah. Oh, so our, our strength has always been making sure that we do immersive, emotional, and like very brand storytelling sort of uh, setups. So understanding the client's brief uh, and then translating it into visual design through floral mm. design down to the invites, la, down to the gift box that you receive, down to the even like the food. So making sure that we work with the right caterer, the right yeah. entertainment, the MC also have to be correct. So we really study the client's brief la, and then it goes from there and then translate into an event design. Right. So you've been doing this for a few years now. I'm sure you have yeah. some crazy stories uh, yeah. being in the event industry. What are some yeah. of the more memorable highlights uh, from your journey so far? I think Disney, man. Disney has, I mean, everybody grew up with Disney, right? So when we landed the Disney account and, and it was a retainer account, they, they wow. worked with them for an entire year, guys. So, wow. uh, so we were in charge of the movie uh, site, Disney, uh, Walt Disney Studio. So we were building uh, premieres uh, for, you know, Dumbo, uh, Maleficent, you know. Uh, we're actually, Mulan was what we last we were working on, but yeah. it's back on. Yeah. Uh, it, it's I'm so excited. Back. I got the email. <gasps> right. So, I mean, like, um, if you attended some of the Disney mm. premieres, we did it. So that Disney has always been very tricky with us because they can't show any, like, any movies, right? So we really, my team, I mean, bless them. Uh, they watched the trailer, like, a whole week play the music from like back then just keep absorb, playing visual like right. absorb, yeah I love know, it just like inspire yeah. they inspire themselves and then they built it from scratch so That's Disney nuts. has been really fun yeah and, and and how many how many people are in the Tish Events team we've got 12 wow yeah I think it's quite guys- small yeah, it's small for an event agency, but you guys do like. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you guys, you know, have, have amazing partners that you guys work with. But yeah, all, 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 all of those twelve people, and, and you guys are like, how has the team always been this big, or uh, has it been bigger and you guys scaled down, or like how how, how no. did that work? Funnily, like I think a year and a half before, we only had three people. Like we we were just hustling, yeah. and then we grew bigger, and and eventually I split the like team to creative team and then the operation team. So operation team, they purely uh, do uh, servicing clients, you know, making sure that they get the brief right uh, and then passing on to the creative team. The creative team is quite extensive. We've got a head of creative, uh, Daniel. We've got uh, 3D designers. We've got graphic designers and event designers. So the designers are the core of the business, essentially. But of course, we need uh, the business side of things to make sure that they... There's a business to come in and design for. Yeah, Yeah. correct. Follow the brief. Don't get too crazy. Don't burst budget. The usual stuff. Mm. Yeah. So, so Shemin, like, I think we all know that the events industry was one of the industries that took the biggest hit during MCO because, you know, we are not allowed to be out and about. Um, Where, where do you see the event industry going in the next year or so? Do you think we will transition back to normal immediately or is there going to be a new form um, that, you know, events will manifest themselves in? Got it. I think, you know, you guys know that like, events is high touch point, right? High touch point, we're the last to recover. Uh, for now, you know, for the past, I mean, three months, I've been figuring out like, what is the next step, right? And I know people are moving digital. People are trying to hold digital events. And that's actually something we're working with as well with uh, mm. C27. Uh, hey. We're working with them. Yeah, we're working with them to sort of build an ev- a digital event platform 
but it cannot be the typical ones that you see on, on, on Zoom and all. It has to be a mix of uh, physical and virtual. So it has to be, have that first person view. We still have to have that setup and then we shoot it uh, and then it can still be broadcasted. So having the best of both worlds. Uh, for my sort of prediction with events, right? It is coming back, you know, like uh, we are working on some events in July, August already, but it's of course very weird. Uh, social distancing, we have all sorts of tapes on the floor, um, <laughs> SOPs, you know, but clients are dying to do events because there's mm-hmm. nothing else that, that connects with people that emotional likeness, you know, like for us, we like to do gift boxes, uh, like a Nestle gift box that we did it comes with like, uh, so Nestle, we had La Cremera, we did last year. It came in a cooler box, you know, we made sure that, you know, as soon as you arrive, it, you, you, you have it, you can actually bring it to a picnic already. So that, that whole experience, okay, it comes in a cooler box, it's branded with La Cremera, and then inside, it's got like a glass bowl, it's got berries inside, some copper, a spoon, and then the ice cream. So you, it come with, you can't get that with, I don't know, an, a Zoom link, you know? Yeah, so I people still agree. want. Yeah, especially with content creators, you know, you, you need to get that storytelling element and you will mm. not be able to get that through a QR code. Lah. So people will, I think the events will come back, but it will be very strict SOPs. Uh, from our end, we're also planning things like, you know, no more workshops. Of course, no more ball pits, none of that nonsense. <laughs> no more touching stuff on, on screens ever. Everything has to be um, SOP. Lah. So we're probably doing things like art installations. Mm. So you still have a physical event, but you have installation. So people are spread out. I'm thinking things like, you know, even have a QR code on the art installation. You scan and then it drives you back to the client's like website and then they can, you know, do some sort of gimmick there. Or it can be an AR experience, but you still yeah. somehow need to have that physical thing where people come, you know, say hi to each other, not to touch. But hey man, how are you? You know, that, that whole thing, that warmness, you cannot lose that lah. Yeah, I think I, I really like what you said earlier on about like, I mean, the essence or the heart about um, like Tish events is that you guys craft experiences. Um, and, and even, I mean, you, you can very clearly see it for everyone who's watching and listening into this is that you can see that she means like whenever she describes uh, an event and, and what you want to take out from an event, it's really the experiences uh, that, that, that bridge together the brand and I guess whatever they are promoting or selling, right, with the end user. <clears throat> and I think what's in- interesting is that, you know, with, with the pandemic um, upon us and, and having that that void of not being able to create experiences for people, one of the things that you guys are doing right now is really, um, with, with I guess with all great entrepreneurs, is looking at how you can still do the same thing in a different manner, right? Um, and I think the, with, I mean, we there has been news about like, oh, a cure has been found, but you know, now they're going to move on to live testing and stuff like that. I mean, it could still be anywhere from like a year to two years out from uh, everyone getting it, right? But for, I guess for Tish Events, with a team of 12 and, and, and I guess big accounts that you guys are working with, has there been a, has there been a fear um, of, uh, I guess maybe you guys in, in, in having, crafted all these amazing experiences for your for your for your clients and and also the end consumers to now transitioning to experimenting with something new has there been any talks with um i guess maybe expectation wise of like okay you know what guys because this is uncharted territory um how can we uh, manage expectations while also trying to figure out and give you the best that we can deliver. Have, have you guys uh, had to have that talk with some of your clients or uh, do they just give you the full liberty like hey do what you want <laughs> 
I think they are also in a space where they are also confused, right? They also they are just also managing the new norms as well. So right now, I think our clients have been very understanding. They have also trusted us to come up with new concepts for them. Mm. So things like gift boxes, it cannot, it has to be sanitized. You know, we tell them a lot of the SOPs. So they have also trusted us to trust their brand, uh, because they, we are almost their brand custodians as well. Because we bring their products, the consumer journey to the consumer. So I think clients have been very open to hearing what our advice have been, uh, especially with SOPs. You know, for Nestle, we we tell them like, hey, you know, we need to invest in food grade sanitizers. You know. Just to make sure that at the end user get that like peace of mind when I receive okay, it's got a sticker there, it's been sanitized. You know, Nestle thought of this on my behalf. So we, we the clients have been very open minded, uh, and also I think they are also managing this new norm of how to uh, reach out to the consumers, lah. Uh. So, uh, Shamin, let me just recap this real quick. So the MCO hit. Um, you had your second child, you had to completely pivot your business to fit to the new norms. And then you decided to start a new business at the same time. Right? Yep. Like, tell us a bit about Cult Creative. What, uh, what pushed you to start this business in a time when you have so many, like so much of responsibilities on your plate? You know, Cult Creative really started during MCO. I mean, we were all, uh, Tish Events was at a halt. We couldn't do anything. My team was also, um, uh, a bit like lost lah, you know. We 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 work with so many creatives, you know. When it comes to our events, you know, we always ensure that we work with locals, you know. Make sure that if it's a if it's an army theme event, then you know we make sure that the MC, the performance, even the food. So we've always curated this list of creatives that we work with, and we know that if the events industry is affected, it is a domino effect. We are a whole ecosystem here, right? The creative industry. So, and, and many of them are freelancers as well. So we wanted to almost like bring them up while bringing ourselves up, lah, you know, raise, create this network effect of raising each other up uh, by, so I started, so we have called Creative and it was initially the Tish uh, Instagram account where we already had 7,000 followers. We, were, we, I, I, we just never touched it for a long time. So I thought, you know what, I've been wanting to go back and engage this community that we've built over these years, right? So we had Cult Creative and Cult Creative is aimed to sort of um, uplift, uh, unite, support the creative community. And the whole point is to bring together a community of creatives to redefine success. So that's why we have things like in session, we interview um, creative leaders on how they pivot. We make sure that we touch on every different creative uh, industry, you know, we've got... Um, people from photography, you've got, uh, I've got a Fendi uh, who's from legal, he's doing media pretty much legal now. And then uh, yeah. I've got Yuna, I mean, different creative leaders. And then we also wanted to have this thing where we call Creative Crush, where we highlight up and coming creatives just to make people feel like, hey, you know, we, look, we see you, we appreciate you. And, you know, hopefully once we have this network, we can, you know, once we get jobs back going, we can work together again in the future. So that's how Cloud Creative was started. How, how has the response been so far, uh, both from the creatives end and also from the community? I mean, I think everybody has been, uh, I think during MCO, everybody's pretty bored at home. So <laughs> I think at, the, at that time, we were the enlightening people, hopefully entertaining people. And I just really want people to see that everybody is also in this 
shitstorm together. And we're all trying to figure it out together. And, you know, one thing led to another. People have been very supportive, you know. I know we've gotten, like, uh, creatives, like, uh, DMing us, saying that, hey, you know, can, can we be featured, you know. And, and it started off being like, just, hey, you know, we see this guy, let's just feature him. So people do want to be a part of this community. And, and it's, it's, it's a very nice feeling, like, especially when people are, are losing jobs now, especially uh, our industry, right? Um, yeah. And uh, so the team and I have actually discussed that, you know, let's do something cool, okay? Let's actually work with uh, our good friends at C27 and Commerce PR. Uh, and we are planning to do a cult creative festival. That's um, happening in end August, and I want to uh, side note. I want to talk to you about 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 it, Ming. I want to have you on board <laughs> oh my. for one of the <laughs> podcast sessions. So it's a three D festival that we're doing end August. Um, the whole point is to you know um, celebrate creativity. It's about shifting mindsets. You know, talking about how the new world we need to have more creative leaders. Uh, people need to be um we we need to be original need to have emotional intelligence. It can't just be that old school style of like being technical, like logical. We have to embrace the creative industry. We are totally undervalued. People always see us as the non-essential business. But this has to change, you know, like people need to be more agile and resilient now. And and creatives, we are like, we are the most agile people. Exactly, yeah. No, (laughs) I... I, I, I love how... Like, I mean, the minute you talked about, I mean, when, when, when we read about and saw Cult Creative as well, uh, I mean, it didn't take long for us to be like, oh, this is genius. You know, uh, 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 an events agency or events team puts together some collective of creatives, right? And there's yeah. so much response, there's so much buzz automatically yeah. when, when yeah. things get back to normal. You can marry these two and then there's going to be a festival of sorts, which is exactly what you just mentioned, right? And I yeah. love how that there is a organic progression to that, that there is a need. I agree with you completely. That I think sometimes people, when they think of creatives, it's just like, oh yeah, I know you just make fun things and I only consume when I'm bored. But then yeah. they don't realize that even in your own businesses, right, there is a creative team that keeps things like sharp, you know? Um, and I feel like, you know, um, with this whole... MCO pandemic situation, um, it's been very, very obvious that that um, that business trying to business trying to get uh, I guess onboard more into the digital realm is not possible without a creative team, um, and I think that's something that people really need to realize. So I I love that you're drawing attention and bringing a spotlight and platform to the people who are I guess in the industry and who have experience, whether it's like content creators or yeah. entrepreneurs. Um, but really the heart of it, and I, I, I love, maybe that's why we, we resonate really, really strongly with what you do as well, um, with the Cult Creative Movement as well, is that there is, there is a appreciation for uh, creative leaders, like you said. I love that. Um, we want to tie this to, to, to what, uh, I guess, generally with what you're doing in terms of um, with Tish Events and even with Cult Creative, right? You are putting so much effort into building and supporting the local creative community. Like, it's unparalleled. Like, you could just literally not do anything. You just be like, I'm just going to pocket the money uh, with my great uh, project with Disney and then you all can do your own uh, festivals and stuff. But being, uh, you're, you're, you're wearing so many hats. You're a mom of two kids and maybe a future one as well. Um, but, you know, there's, there's so much commitment and dedication to the things you're passionate about, the local creative community, right? Um, what do you feel? Because, um, like you mentioned earlier on, um, there is... There, there is an underappreciation for the creative industry, right? Um, mm-hmm. is, is, 
is what Tish events and what creative, uh, sorry, call creative, is is the heart behind both of this really um, to see a, I guess, a new generation of a workforce or industry where there is a legit sort of appreciation towards the creative? Yes, totally. Um, I also, on that note, I really want to credit my team and my team has really followed through with my crazy ideas during MCO. Mm. Like, hey guys, you know what? Tish Events not working for a while. You know, we're on, um, on hiatus. Let's do Cult Creative. Let's just put all our heart and work on Cult Creative. Let's support the creative community. And they followed through. I mean, none of them are web designers. None of them are social media community uh, managers. My 3D designer became a community manager. My head of creative started designing, like started doing video editing. I started interviewing people. Like, I mean, everybody has really stepped up and that really shows the creative creatives. We are just agile. And if we were always curious learners, and that is something that I think a lot of people out there need to know that we are we, we shouldn't be underappreciated. Mm, and yeah. on that note, uh, what was your question again? I just like I guess <laughs> just like you know the, the, the local creative community, uh, where ah. we are now, what what is yes. there's so much to be desired, right? Um, what is yes. maybe your big hope or your dream for the industry with what you're doing with Tish and uh Cult Creative? Okay, this is the this is the part where I slide in about my app idea. So, <laughs> I mean, it's still in beta. I mean, not even beta. I'm actually like, maybe I'm 80% uh, done with it. And when I'm done, I'm, I'm actually supposed to choose 10 people to try this out. And I'm probably going to choose you because, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to choose 10 different people from different creative industries. So, uh, what we're building on uh, Cult Creative App is, it's actually a professional networking app for the creative world. So you see, I asked my team, I asked everybody I know, right? Hey, are you guys on LinkedIn? And they're like, no, I don't really vibe with LinkedIn. You know, it's too corporate. You know, like it doesn't really, aesthetic is not nice. Like creatives are all about that. It doesn't, I can't put up my work. I can't put up my portfolio. And uh, I just think it's too corporate. Like the people in there is too corporate. So actually building an app, uh, it's, uh, it's very simple. You literally go on, you put up your uh your profile and I ask you three questions to set intentions like, right. the first question is what is your skills and knowledge uh, second is what do you want to learn and third is very important who do you want to meet so in the app itself you already said like I want to meet a mentor I want to meet a co-founder I want to hire uh, illustrator I want to um, get an intern uh, hopefully maybe I want to meet an investor so you set these intentions in there for this app but this app is also part of this global creative community that we're trying to build here, True Cult Creative. So with the festival, we're hopefully going to launch a new website. And in there, we will have um, content, uh, resources. And I'll still, I still want to interview all the creative leaders, hopefully get them to do like workshops. Uh, if Maybe if they want, we can do a one-on-one mentoring session uh, and then have the app la, as the way maybe you know if you have the app because I realized that creatives only use Instagram as their portfolio. Do you realize that they yes. use? Uh, and I mean, everybody is sliding to your DM, man. Like <laughs> I'm sure Yuna gets all sorts of funny things, and like if you, for example, want to reach out to Yuna, and she's also started this thing called Tiny Class. She's she's all about you know that mentoring protege yeah. thing as well. And if you want to reach out to her one on one, there's no way to do that because she's flooded by all these messages Correct. everywhere. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to create an app where you can actually reach out to Yuna 
and you know it's up to her but you know that it's going to be a professional question you yes. can ask her about hey yuna what's your thoughts on my my new project do yeah. you be yeah, ah, you like, know? Hey, uh, what soap are you using so i can smell like you <laughs> like none of that man <laughs> Yeah, so that's why I mean, and and the more research I did about it, you know, uh, Chandana had this five year program. It was supposed to be twenty twenty seventeen to twenty twenty two, where we were supposed to have hundred twenty five thousand, uh, creative jobs, and that amounts to three percent of GDP in KL alone. So that's the amount of jobs that is going to be um available. But unfortunately, there's also unemployment, mm. and then an impending recession. And I think this is the time where we really need to invest in education and hopefully invest in networking with each other. And, and because jobs are hard to find already, and yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm very sure that the new format is just freelancing. And mm. yeah, that's the new way. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so with Cloud Creative Festival, I'm working with C27 in Commerce. I mean, mm. they they come with their own like league of like people and their brain. So C27 is building the platform. We are coming up with the whole event uh, planning and then uh, Commerce is coming up with the communication strategy. Man, crazy. So, Shamin, exciting, exciting things coming up. Um, and for those of you watching this video right now, if they want to find out more about Tish Events, Carl Creative, this exciting festival that's coming up and this amazing app that you guys are building right now, where should they go? We are still in beta. Hopefully, by um, first week of July, we just watch our follow our Instagram account, uh, Cult Creative KL, and then follow Tish Events. Um, and we will announce there, especially the festival. It will be announced soon. And I'm actually in talks with the sponsors and also hopefully speakers soon. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Man, that's exciting. That's so, so exciting. Uh, before we end our session for today, Shermaine. What is one piece of advice that you would give to creatives who are trying to navigate through this um, very challenging yet exciting industry? I think the word is stay hopeful. Um, always, you know, make sure that you, you keep your eyes on the ground, you know, uh, keep, your, keep your ears on the ground, you know, make sure that there are opportunities to collaborate uh, find ways to always be curious, you know. I mean, this is the time to learn new things, you know, go into different industry. Creatives are not one-dimensional, you know. Mm. Creatives are multidisciplinary. You can have someone who is uh, a fashion designer, but she can also, you know, illustrate. You know, try always improve yourself, always find ways to um, network with the right people, be around the right community that lifts you up, uh, inspires you to be better. Uh, and yeah, just always be curious um, and stay agile. Uh, don't box up yourself and just um, keep a lookout lah, for opportunities. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Guys, there you have it. You heard it from the superwoman, Shermaine Wong herself, Tish Events and Cult Creative KL. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today, Thank Shermaine. you so much, guys. Thank you, thank you. Thank we wish you. you all the best uh, and we are definitely keen to check out what's coming in store for you guys. Uh, we're excited for you guys. Thank you so much. I need to talk right. to you on the cool. site about yes. the festival. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but so thank, thank you for you watching. Guys. Thank Thanks, you for guys. watching Small Talk Big Ideas. We will see you next week.